It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and the Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and the Everybody and welcome back to the Mass Singer Wrap Up Podcast. We're here today to not only talk about episode 10, but also 11 and 12. That's right. It's a triple. However, I will specify that episode 11 was a holiday sing-along, so it's really episode 10 and 12, but it would make no sense if we didn't say 11 as well. We will find out who are the remaining artists, celebrities that will be going into the grand finale next week and will be fully caught up by the end of this episode. I'm, of course, your host. Puya the Bobblehead, Zan Vakili, and with me is my lovely co-host, the one and only Liana the Teapot Boris. Liana, how are you doing? Yay! Pour me over and tip me out. Let's do this, baby! I'm excited to talk about both of our finales. A little bit shocked on one of them, or multiple of them, not gonna lie, but I, <laughs> I really am excited to talk about all our thoughts on this because i want to know how you feel if you feel like the right decisions were made and just generally your feelings on our final performances i think themed nights favor some and disadvantage others that's what i feel oh okay well i'm excited to get into the details yeah so we had two theme nights we're not well we do have two themes to talk about the first one being rock night the second one being soundtrack to my life now because of the fact that each episode had its own performers and it wasn't a same performers, we're not really going to be able to jump around here. So mm-hmm. I, we're just going to follow in sequential order and then we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll talk about group B, then we'll talk about group C, and then we'll sort of give our roadmap for the finals because that's freaking next week. Season's done. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're wild. Here. We blinked and then we were here. Well, that's the thing is, like, didn't we have like two weeks of no show, one for the World Series and then one for Thanksgiving in the middle, too? Yeah. So yeah. this should have been done two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Here we are. Season 10. Again, I will never stop feeling shocked until I see stuff like the astronaut is performing and the astronaut mm-hmm. was on season three. I'm like, oh, that was seven seasons ago. Yeah, I know. I there there was definitely uh I could probably graph my memory of the seasons. It goes like season one really good, season two really good, season three pretty decent, and then it really starts to fall from there. <laughs> what I remember from each okay. season because I knew Hunter Hayes was on, but I thought he was on like season five or something way later. Yeah, well, let's go back and forth real quick and and say winners. I'll go first. Monster. Oh, um, the Wayne Brady. That is not the name of the costume. <laughs> the, We're looking the for the costume. Yes. The fox? Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> the night angel. Okay, the night angel. And then um <laughs> Uh oh. This is not starting well. Okay, hold on, hold on. I just I have to like Don't remember. look it up. I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. Okay. Um I don't remember. Um oh, I wait, no 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 okay because five okay wait I know five so I'm working I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to give it to you so I'm working backwards in my memory and I think it was the sun. The sun was season four. Yes. Okay. All right. And I know I know season five. So well, that helps because I thought season five was season four. I'm gonna uh, go piglet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then it was the Queen of Hearts. Okay. Oh God. Then. Oh God. <laughs> what was seven? Um. Because. <laughs> Because Queen of Hearts feels like it was last season. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, was it the Firefly? Yes, I think so. Okay. You can double check on that, but I think it goes Firefly, then Harp, then Medusa, because California Roll Macaw did not win, and then this season for season 10. Oh my God. I would not have remembered Medusa had you not said that. Yeah, that well, that was the too. one. That was one I couldn't remember because that I was, was like, this year. "Yeah, that was this year. That was no, yeah, no, yeah, th- yeah, yeah." That was it was spring. February was to spring. May. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Good job. You're doing us. too much, Mass Singer. Good job, us though. Okay. So let's talk about it, Liana. This latest episode is what we're here for. These last two episodes, we had Group B. It's the finals of Group B, and they are performing for Rock Night. Are you a rock fan? Yeah, I would say it's one of the genres that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that like maybe I mean, because the song, right? So I feel like the song at the beginning always really sets the tone for really what well, like when they say rock, like what exactly do they mean by rock? And they, I feel like they're talking about not just classic rock, but also again, kind of like the the 80s, 70s, 80s rock. Right, because it was a Twisted Sister song, I believe, which is weird because they didn't have a performer, as far as I could tell. I think it was just the audio. Yeah, I didn't see a uh, performer either. Yeah, and I mean, then they had the. Was this the? This is the one when they did like Ken, Ken and Jenny were on the motorcycles and stuff. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was weird because I was looking around for the performer, but then they kept distracting me with other things like those little skit <laughs> stuff, and then I realized there was no singer. Yeah, what has your thought been on now that we've, you know, I watched these episodes back to back before we got on to record. So they're very fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. But what has your thought been on this format of these finales where it's three performers, but then also we're getting a special performance before the Battle Royale of the song that they're going to perform in the Battle Royale by a former masked celebrity? Yeah, it's definitely a weird choice to have this have a previous celebrity sing the song that they're going to sing. So then you end up hearing the same song three times in a row, Mm -hmm. which already you're hearing it two times in a row is the nature of the SmackDown Battle Royale, whatever it's called. So I feel like it's definitely a weird choice. I what I really like them bringing in former contestants. I think that's really fun. You get to see where people are at and kind of have a oh, yeah, remember, you know, so and so. Uh, you know, obviously we got um my favorite, Brett Michaels, here on this episode. <clears throat> so 
And like bringing back that, I'm just not crazy about it being the same song three times in a row. So if they could sing like a different song, just to be like, <laughs> hey, and we have Brett Michaels like hosting the Battle Royale, and then he's going to sing this song, but then they're going to sing two other, like a different song. That would be probably my preferred outcome. Yeah, especially again, for me, it's when they have the person that could, that is essentially their song doing the song mm-hmm. too. It's mm-hmm. really like, all right, well, this is what the best version of this is. Good luck. <laughs> right. Is that what it's supposed to operate as like a benchmark for, okay, this is, this is what you're aiming for people. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is cool to have, again, former performers sing their own songs, but mm-hmm. it just it's just the repetitive nature of having it so many times. Yeah. Well, we don't love repetition. However, the format continues to be repetitive. Liana Tiki's the first one up on the stage. Okay, Mm -hmm. we get the clue package for the Tiki. There's a cowboy hat. There's a kiss poster. Um, Then they mention that they have a sweet, sweet, high pitched voice. We see an alien slash. I thought it was like a green screen person holding the camera. But then one of the judges called them the alien. And I thought, oh, it's an alien clue. Did any of these make sense for you? I wrote down green man. Uh, yeah, and then, I wrote green and then screen I, cameraman. Yeah, and then I wrote alien question mark. Is it's exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Exactly the same reason. Did you mention the cowboy hat? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was the other visual clue that I had. Otherwise, I mean, these clue packages, I will say in general, from this episode and the next episode, just don't have much to them. They've fallen off. So uh, yeah, and that's that's the issue with having so like them over and over and over and over again but i don't know maybe i should rewatch season one and see what i feel like they used to do more clues in the clue packages even if we had figured it out like early on right you just kept getting peppered with clues whereas now it's a lot more tell us about your journey Mm -hmm, right and we we got a lot of that and and like i actually don't mind the journey portion of it as long as it's confined to like their history so it's still kind of a clue Mm -hmm. if it's just their journey within the confines of the mass singer that i don't really (laughs) care so much about because it's like what is this telling me it's telling me nothing but the fact that we got here that his buddy asked him to join a choir and he had this super high-pitched voice so they made him the lead soprano like yeah that's the story of your life but it's also actually useful clues Mm mm-hmm well, do you have any indication of who the Tiki is? Oh, well, I mean, we get the no. <laughs> I mean, this is the this is the person that I just felt like I, I it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like I know this person. It's definitely I can I I we nailed the genre. Kind of the 80s hair band style of it all. But I it just I couldn't match the right one. And I don't know, maybe it was an effort thing on my part. I just didn't put in enough work. Um, well, I feel like the cowboy hat, and I think one of the judges um mentions this person, or were they meant no, you know what? I'm thinking of a different I'm thinking of the donut. Um, no, I don't know who this is. <laughs> I was thinking no, no, of the I, donut. No, no, no. Didn't um uh Nicole have the correct guess, I thought. On, that's right. Tiki gets unmasked. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, what are you talking about? I watched it 40 minutes. I was thinking of the donut. That's why I was thinking oh. of the donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, the Tiki gets unmasked. Sebastian <laughs> Bach. Yes. 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 Familiar with their work? Okay. It's so funny. So obviously, I, I knew Skid Row as a band, but I was so much more familiar with him from I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s. 
because Sebastian Bach actually did commentary for both, like for both of those. And maybe I love the 72. I don't remember. They had like a whole rotating um, like guest of people. Um, or maybe he was just on I Love the 80s. Whatever. Not important. The point is, is that that's like that is my formative memory of him <laughs> from watching I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s, which is, I don't know, sad. I'm young. I'm old. Whatever the case is. But then once it was like, oh, yeah, him. Like, I know him. I know Skid Row. And then it was just kind of a matter of being like, oh, yeah, all right. This makes sense. Yeah, he was in a choir. Like, he loved to sing when he was young. Oh, great. Okay, all of that fits with, <laughs> you know, the clues that we had gotten previously. Mm -hmm. But I did not come up with that on my own. That so definitely, as soon as Nicole said it, I was like, oh, that's not a bad shout. And then, you know, same episode. Sure enough. I will say, though, the performance from the Tiki uh, was incredible. This is what I mean by the night can really say it all because the mm -hmm. Tiki isn't our third placer. Our, the Tiki ends up being the runner up on the night, which mm -hmm. is wild when you consider who ends up in third place. I know. I but but honestly, the so first of all, we get to hear the backstory of him being the soprano and then he does kiss. I was made for loving you where he gets to show off his vocal range. And I just felt like this was such a good song choice. And this is where you're saying the comment you made at the beginning of the episode where it was, oh, certain theme nights favor some people more than others. I think this is a perfect example of that, where this is very much in, in his wheelhouse. He did an absolutely fabulous job, especially I thought the best part was at the end where he just got to ad lib, throw in all of the runs and just have a really great time. And Robin really captured it best. Tiki was on Fleeky. <laughs> yeah, definitely one of Robin's <laughs> finer moments for sure. Classic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. I thought this was a very fun performance. I really loved what I heard. And I even wrote down, I was like, I don't think the Tiki is going anywhere. I think Tiki's in their element here. And mm -hmm. uh, the Razzle Dazzle was there for me. I was very into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun also because they had the the backup dancers with the 80s hairband mm -hmm. hair pretending to play guitar. Like just everything about this fit. It did. And honestly, this end up, ended up having the judges also all guess in the same realm of mm -hmm. some kind of rock personality. Jenny kept going with Adam Lambert and I just couldn't hear it. Well, she keeps I feel like that's a add Adam Lambert to the jar or whatever of guesses. To the Brian McKnight yeah. of it all. Yeah. <laughs> the people who just consistently keep getting guests, even though it's not them. It's definitely not them. How long until Adam Lambert's on the show? Let's do a little side wager. What's he up to? Um, let's see. In February, Lambert released his fifth studio album, High Drama. Ooh, okay. So I will say it does sometimes correspond with when people are releasing music that they'll be on the the mass singer. Mm -hmm. But he seems to still be pretty like productive. Yeah, I think he's so. too big for them as of right now. Yeah, I think I think it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. So pencil in Adam Lambert for Mass Singer season 25. Yeah. We will not be hosting no. a podcast for season you, oh 25. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? What do <laughs> All you right, think? welcome back for season 30 of the Mass uh, Singer. <laughs> That's only 10 years from now. 
I, I, I don't know if we're going to still be talking about the Masked Singer uh, 10 years from do you now. Do the Masked Singer? I, I'm so curious to see. I mean, I, I almost want to like fast forward in life and just sort of see what happens to the Masked Singer because I think you and I both have this feeling of, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, it's music, it's goofy, it's silly, it's fun costumes and all that. But just for 45 minutes of television, it's just a lot. And it definitely sometimes can feel a little bit repetitive and and jump the shark and all of those kinds of things. So it's just so funny to imagine what it's going to look like in 10 years. But you know what? Look, Survivor's been through rough patches. Maybe the Masked Singer is going to go through a rough patch, but it's going to come out stronger on the other side. Yeah, I was going to say I'm looking at their ratings right now, and they've definitely fallen off in the last couple of years. Uh, you fell off L plus ratio. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They have had, they've average about has fallen off, right? Well, though? So yes. I think you have to think about it within the context also of just TV in general. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. so like for reference, they averaged about three lower three million, three and a half million throughout this season. Mm-hmm. And then last uh, in season nine, they had upper three million. So they've lost about. 300 to 400,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, not not a tiny amount, Liana. Not a tiny amount. But, you know, again, it depends on also how they how they rate it. Does that include the streaming services and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. I wanted to see the ratings for um Survivor 45 to see where it stacks up in the verses because they go live at the same time, but there is not no such information on wiki for survivor. So we'll not know that, but what I do know is that the ratings have been going lower and lower. So I think ultimately I don't see them. doesn't seem like they're going to be stopping anytime soon. So we'll just be on the ride until the wheels come off. Okay. Yeah. Plus there's going to be more creepy costumes to come. I'm sure. Yeah, also the holiday sing-along was on Tuesday, not yesterday. So it was on Tuesday at 8. Yeah. And that had 1.8 million viewers. Yeah, but I mean, it's a... Like, we didn't watch it, and we covered the show. Uh, We... I don't know if I want to speak for we, but we didn't even know it was happening. Well, I knew it was happening. Well, I just chose not to watch it. <laughs> no. I didn't have time. I was busy. We had 90 day and a little We opened Hulu, <laughs> saw that there were two new episodes, and <laughs> thought, nah, there's only one new episode in my eyes. Uh, yeah. They really stat padded the episode numbers here, though, I want to say, because the on Hulu, this episode is episode 10. It should be nine because they're counting the season 10 kickoff as episode one and then the sing-along is episode 11 which it shouldn't be an episode and then 11 is 12 so if not if that wasn't confusing yeah. for you who hasn't padded their resume you know you had an extra skill me. here and there that you did one time i, I was on it i would love to see your what is your resume do you have a resume why are you being so shady about it no i'm not shady now i'm just curious of what you would put on your resume because you have a lot of skills i don't but if you're saying that well, like what skills? What do you mean, what skills? Well, I haven't had a resume in like what, four or five years now. Yeah. But my resume. Well, the job I got, the job I went in with that resume for was um interview. Uh, in that they like, I they saw my resume as I was sitting in front of them for the first time, mm-hmm. so I crushed it in the interview portion. But I think if the resume was solo, I don't think it would have gotten that job. Yeah. Fair. 
It's well, that's why you that gotta embellish it. Charisma. Just like everybody else. No, I'm honest. I'm an honest person. Yeah, you're an honest boy. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Let's keep going. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. Okay. Well, let's go over to the husky. It's husky time. And uh um, oh, wait, Kelly Osborne was here though and brought out the clue for the tiki. I just want yeah. to mention that because that was fun also seeing Kelly Osborne. Well, she came back and she did it twice. She did it for the Sea Queen the as well. Queen too. Yeah. Yeah. And none for the Husky. <laughs> the Husky had a clue. It was a clock with the number one replaced by a heart. So mm-hmm. one love, maybe one heart. I don't know. Uh, they had talked about they were holding like an orange um, headband. Mm-hmm. And those are the clues I picked up from the Husky. Yeah, it had like a basketball on it. I feel like it had a basketball on it. No, it it may have, but it was orange. So you may have just like placeboed the basketball in there. But I'm pretty sure there was a basketball. Right. And then the other thing, too, was, again, his store, his personal story that is still sort of a clue where he lost his parents within a year of one another and then had to learn how to cope in healthy ways. And he's seems like he's really been through the ringer and is now hopefully out on the on feeling better on the other side of things. That was the other clue that I got. Yes. So what did you think of the performance here by the Husky? Because spoiler alert, the Husky ends up being the first one on mass tonight. And I think we were very high on the Husky being a winner contender come before we watched this episode. Yeah, I, I just I mean, I think he did a great job overall. It just was clear that this is not his song type of choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went with Always by Bon Jovi. And I do think that they had just him. He sang his little paws off. The band was in the background, but not really dancing. So it kind of didn't like distract from his performance per se. But there's something weird. And I've noticed this previously as well about the way that the Husky stands. He's kind of like hunched over. And I don't know if he's struggling in the costume or maybe he doesn't feel super comfortable. But I think that that also kind of detracts a little bit from his performance because he doesn't necessarily have like the stage presence that you would want, especially from such a big costume. Yeah, I feel like to me, this is what I meant earlier when I said that um, a theme can make or break a person (laughs) because I felt like as a big Husky fan, I knew the the curtains were about to fall on old Husky here. Mm hmm. Yeah. Why? Because you feel like he just didn't do a job? I felt like the job was fine. It just didn't sound as ooh as the Tiki did. And already that was a bad sign because Tiki in my head was going to be third. And now Tiki, if you're not beating Tiki, I don't think you're beating Sea Queen. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I had so little memory of this group that I, I like I didn't remember Tiki was that good. So then that sort of threw me off a little bit and then <laughs> I couldn't remember who the third person was in their group because the sea queen came in as a wild card so I didn't re- my brain just had a tough time remembering so when I was listening I wasn't really thinking about ultimately where they were going to place because mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember anything but I did think that Tiki probably overall did a better job even though I'm a big husky fan yeah so we end up seeing the husky go through the performance it was fine it was a ballad And then we get the clue from the Husky. And the clue is a tattoo that says wild on it. Mm -hmm. And this was clearly a wild and out clue. Right. And the the verbal part of the clue is, Nick, this one's for you. Sharing the stage again with you is wild. Yes. So Nick Cannon was the connective tissue here. 
Um, the judges end up having a couple of guesses. The main one to stick out is obviously Robin Thicke calling out Genuine. And then Jenny uh, put her back in the jar with Brian McKnight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, another jar guess <laughs> from Jenny <laughs> here. I don't. Who did Ken guess? DJ D Rec? Yeah. So that's the DJ at Wild and Out. He's always been the DJ oh, at Wild and Out. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. I, I know his that. name because there is a specific segment of Wild and Out that I've watched a compilation of before where mm-hmm. they do their like rap dis they're diss tracking each other essentially and one mm-hmm. of the guys does acapella so he always asks the dj to cut the beat and then goes in on people without backing vocal backing oh beat. and he says he says his name yeah before he does it like dj yeah dj okay. direct cut the beat, cut the beat. <laughs> yeah all right so then we have the sea queen okay the sea queen has worked with denzel there was a barber shop or like a the the what do you call that like the barber candy like the the little like light fixture that the is pole, candy the looking pole. yeah is it called yeah, a barber, barber pole? pole i think so what made that a barber shop thing the movie is it no <laughs> uh let's see apparently the trade sign is a tradition dating back to the Middle Ages, a staff or pole with a helix of cover- colored stripes, often red and white and in many countries, but usually red, white and blue in Japan and the United States. It may be stationary or may often rotate. Okay. So medieval times, but apparently barbers perform surgery on customers as well as tooth extractions. So you could go to the barber and get your teeth pulled. Damn, barbers are... F- <laughs> fallen off a little bit not falling off actually they've like they've made it more convenient to be a barber <laughs> well i think less tr- medical did training, surgeons Although- steal the jobs of barbers <laughs> surgeons made barbers it- make less money you know what is that why sweeney todd is good at murder is that a he- is that a play yeah the it's a musical the demon barber of fleet street right that he's a he's a he's a barber. Spoiler alert, he's a murderer? I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, not What, never what does it. surgery have to do with murdering? You're you're insinuating that if you're a surgeon, you're a good murderer. Yeah, but he'll be familiar with anatomy. I feel like so you know where to you know where to cut, if you know what I mean. Listen, I don't was was Sweeney Todd known for surgical precision in murder or just murdering? I don't know. We'll have to ask a musical theater person. I have so many more questions for you now that that's raised up, but we're going to move on because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. Do you know who the sea queen is? Uh, yes, I know who the sea queen is. And I can't remember if I've said it before. If I didn't, you say may it have, before, but I may have forgotten. Okay. So you may have to remind me. It's a thousand percent Macy Gray and Robin. Nicole. No, I both know it was I, last week. For some reason, I didn't hear it as much as I heard it this week, but it was good. It was so good. It was so iconically her too. She's got such a unique voice. And I think she did have the backup dancers kind of like help her down the stage, but otherwise it wasn't distracting. It was all about her and her performance. And then also going back, her clues are also extremely specific. So the co-star with Denzel Washington, she was in the movie training day, the Tyler Perry thing. She was in the movie for colored girls directed by Tyler Perry 
So there's just like so many very obvious things in addition to, in my opinion, her very obvious voice. And she sounds incredible. Like her performance was great. I absolutely loved it. I did write in my notes. Oh my God. I think Husky's going to get eliminated. (laughs) I know. I had the same feeling. (laughs) Uh, And then for him to also then be unmasked first, I was like, ugh. but also understandable. Honestly, I think I had gone in with the preconceived notion that like, of course I love genuine genuine has to make it out without actually thinking about, Oh, there are other two like super amazing singers in this group as well. And we can't just go based on the fact that Liana likes genuine. Like that's I a hiding factor. feel like we must've forgotten how good the Tiki is or the I Tiki so. just showed up on this night because I feel like we had both said yeah, no, the bell should have been rung at the first group and we didn't need the ding dong here. Yeah. Whereas now looking back, I'm like, oh, a ding dong here could have served too. Agreed. Yeah, totally agreed. I That was a, what was so funny was it's almost like as we get further away from certain groups, like my opinion changes as I just remember oh, yeah. it less. <laughs> They're That's also the good. Thing. Like I and, and the thing is being in the middle group is also harder because I still feel like I remembered the cow when we were talking about group mm-hmm. C. I still had memories of, okay, the cow's really good and then the gazelle's really good, so they're going to have a big back and forth. But I feel like Group B always gets forgotten because of the way they do this format. I don't know what the best move for the format is. Maybe it's two groups alternating on a weekly basis until you get to like six and then you put them all. I miss the old format where you just had them all performing every week. Well, no, they kind of just, it was just kind of random. I feel like who went each week. Like season one, for example. I'm thinking of season two and I feel like season two, they did have a mix, but then they merged them. No, season they not? Two, I thought season two was still was groups. You're right. Season two was groups. I think. Yeah. And then season one was just kind of like YOLOing. No, season two. Yeah, yeah, season two was, but season three, because I, I remember the white tiger ends up getting the first boot when it got like merged. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, they did merge. Yeah, they merged them. Or, see, so yeah, week nine, they had nine performances, mm-hmm. nine performances on week nine. And then one person goes out. One, per, I think one person from each group was not safe. And then one person overall got eliminated. Mm -hmm. I much prefer that. Yeah. But then they split them again. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Why am I? Why every week I come in here and I'm like, ooh, with the integrity of my singer. And the format's never been the same. I don't know why I keep acting like there was a more concrete plan before. Yeah. I'm just here to watch a donut sing. A creepy ass donut. It's not creepy. You're just jealous. Anyway. It's creepy. Anyways. <laughs> Blank. Yes. The okay. Husky's out. The Husky I has know. been dethroned. Gosh. And by the end, the t- Nicole and Robin, our favorites, both say genuine. Ken goes with Lil Romeo. Jenny goes with Brian McKnight. Jenny, how does it feel to have a worse guest than uh, Ken and Jung? Hold that. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So gen- it's genuine. And Robin will not let go. The <laughs> fact that genuine's thrusted is what gave it away to him. And he kept. Trying yeah. to do the thrust, yeah. Get, trying yeah. to do the belly roll. Like Robin, stop it! I wrote that down too. Uh, Robin doing the pony dance. Yeah, 
Right. Well, look, I was happy. Husky seemed like he had a lot of fun. And also I like that they, the the, the other change that I do really like is that they kind of get to sing whatever song they want when they they're, get on mass. They're like marquee song, basically. Right. So I like mm. that they had him sing Pony here. Yeah. Imagine having Genuine on stage and then making him sing the Rock Knight song that he went right. out on. Right. Exactly. It's, it's an obvious choice, but not one that was made in the beginning. So I'm I happy think- that. Yeah, I feel like we'd have to look at it now and see if um, non-singers get the same benefit. Because my question ends up being, do you get to sing whatever you want? And then you're like, okay, well, I I rock this at karaoke. I'll do that. Or is it like, okay, your own discography, pick your favorite, your best song. Hmm. You're saying like who gets to choose? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to pay attention. Do we think we have any non-singers left? Uh, let no, me quickly go through my Rolodex. So. Uh, Gazelle. Yeah, no, I think they're Ow. all singers. Yeah, so we right, will well, not we know. Tune in season eleven when we find out next <laughs> next in March. Yeah, because we're not going to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're getting a season eleven? Yeah, maybe. <gasps> no, really. What? Have we heard anything about a season eleven? When do we know it get re- gets renewed? I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. We'll be there if it does. And we will be there if it doesn't. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, I can't find anything, but. Oh, yeah. No, it is. 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 And you know why I know it is? Is because Nicole Scherzinger is not going to be a judge. Rita Ora is going to be a judge. Oh, yes. We did know that. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. That makes me very angry. Okay. Why do you not like Rita Ora? No, no, it's not that. It's that uh, Mass Singer needs to let me breathe. Okay. Okay. But we always have a fun time podcasting. So maybe, uh, maybe I'm just being salty for no reason. Okay. Liana, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we talk about this battle royale. I'll take your silence as a yes. Stay with oh, us. Oh, I didn't realize that was a question. I thought normally you just go in and we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. I do not know what part I'm cutting for ad, but whatever. Right, we'll go. Whatever. Messy. Okay. So we got the sea queen in one corner. Brett we got the Michaels. tiki. In okay. Brett Michaels. So I have watched all of season one and season two of Rock of Love last week because I was so sad. I just like, <laughs> I just binge watched the whole thing. I'm in the middle of the tour bus season three episode. So it was like very fun to see Brett Michaels. Yeah, tell us you more about what? Brett Michaels. I think I watched Brett. You know, what? I think I watched this actually first and then I watched the Rock of Love. It's a blur. There's been a lot of Brett Michaels in my life. Tell us more about the performance. Oh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, for someone who loves Brett Michaels, <laughs> I don't love Brett Michaels. It sounds like you do. I, no, I don't love Brett Michaels. It just so happened that there has been a lot of Brett Michaels in my life as a result of watching all of the Rock of Love <laughs> seasons. Yeah, so Brett Michaels does the song "Nothing But a Good Time" by Poison, which then ends up being the song that the Battle Royalers perform. Mm-hmm. Tiki goes first, and I thought it was meh. It was fine, but then the last note was great. I thought the last note was really good, and then the sea queen started her first note, and I was like, "All right, Tiki, thanks for playing." Yeah, 
Yeah, I kind of had the same feeling too. I just felt like, I don't know why, the Tiki, it was fine. Mm -hmm. But maybe, I don't know, I was just so blown away from the first performance that I felt like this just didn't necessarily match up. And I think the Sea Queen also just was so strong as well. It's tough to take away from that. We've talked about this before. I know we have. Because again, there are 10 seasons and we've talked about it since season two. But I feel like Jenny was paid more to just dumb her guesses down because jenny used to be cerebral on figuring people out and i'm sorry but if your two guesses for this episode were adam lambert and brian mcknight you're just not paying attention Mm -hmm. yeah i know i she look she's she is also there it's weird because i feel like she was so good in the beginning that's what i'm saying she was she was like too good almost where she was on running unopposed on this group. And then you had the occasional Robin win, the mm-hmm. occasional Nicole win, and the once in a blue moon Ken guess. Right. And now they're that, like all on equal playing field almost. That's or uh, production stopped giving her answers. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, I didn't say that. Who said that? I didn't say it. Someone <laughs> else said it. <laughs> I'm not about I'm not up here about to make wild accusations, but also, I mean, I'm just like, that's what I heard someone else say. So it's like the views of Liana Boris do not oh. reflect the views of us over here. on <laughs> that's a, I, didn't, I, I didn't say it. And they especially do not reflect the views of Puiz and Vakili. <laughs> OK, I guess if you get hit with a lawsuit, it impacts me. Allegedly, she allegedly. said allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, but you know what they say? You can't ar- arrest a husband and wife for the same crime. So we'll be fine. Do they say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they do. I think it's that you can't testify against each other. Oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know because we're not really concerned that this is ever going to happen to us. So <laughs> I think, I don't think we're going to be sued for a slander. Your show's mid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's not open up the floodgates, baby. And your podcast sucked. We're still here and we're still <laughs> the better podcast. Listen? Did you even listen? And our podcast also is a mess. Uh, it is not a mess. I did listen. I was one of the three listeners. It was me, <laughs> Nick Cannon's assistant, and uh-huh. then the one quality assurance person. They had to make sure the pod sounded fine upon release. Uh-huh. And we had a group chat and even they said it was mid. So enjoy. Okay. Liana, episode. 10 done okay mm-hmm. tiki's out husky's out sea queen is our finalist from group b your thoughts we look a wild card it was gonna happen at some point here we are oh my god is this the first time we've had a wild card in the um in the finals no i think i feel like the lambs were a wild card maybe does that sound familiar <laughs> at all no <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know sounds sounded familiar to me uh at some point although that might not be true uh anyway so yeah excited for it to happen i think we haven't had a wild card winner right that's what we're still missing we're still waiting on. on the wild card winner yes that's mm-hmm. one of their firsts that we haven't gotten yet do you think it could happen here um I could see it. I could see it. I feel like, again, it's it's tough for me because I still think the winner is probably from Group A, either the Gazelle or the um, 
the cow. cow. Last year, we had the ding dong keep it on twist, correct? Mm-hmm. Who got ding donged last year? Medusa. Okay, so we've already had our ding donged and one person. So yeah. sorry to you, Gazelle, you're not winning this season. <gasps> How rude. So listen, just they're not going to give a ding dong two wins in a row. Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, so it's not it's not the gazelle that does leave. I guess a sea queen could win then. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's talk about let's talk about the group C finals, and then we'll have our final set of four contestants. Sure thing. So we're gonna go into soundtrack of my life. Essentially, this theme is music that means something to you that shaped who you are. So right. for you, it would be the chicken dance song. <laughs> the I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be that one. It, it has lyrics. If now that you know lyrics, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. But is that the song that? That's the song you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. it does have lyrics. Um, <laughs> what a wild self report with white people culture. <laughs> <laughs> you do it at roller skating rinks. No, they, you do not. <laughs> Okay, the roller skating rink that where I grew up because I did a lot of roller skating back in my day. They would okay, everybody, it's time for the chicken dance, and then everybody would go to the middle. Like an announcement. Then, <laughs> yeah, but they did it. They did like a bunch of different. So okay, so you pay for like a two hour skate session, and then during the two hours, they would do the chicken dance. They would do uh, backward skating. They would do the. Um, limbo the th- yeah the limbo you would do the limbo on skates so they had they had a bunch of activities and one of the things you would go in the middle and you would do the chicken dance you would go nah, 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 and then you would like shake your can you read can you tell us the lyrics i don't want to be a chicken i don't want to be a duck i just want to shake my butt do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing because i don't know <laughs> i just I didn't expect that <laughs> oh because of the is it because of the duck lyric it's the butt lyric <laughs> i think that's right <laughs> or that's what i remember from childhood is this like a jingle bell batman smells robin laid an egg like it's just kind of someone made it up and then some people were like that's canon or okay i googled <laughs> i googled it and it's i don't want to be a chicken i don't want to be a duck so i shake my butt Clap, 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 clap. Uh, that doesn't feel like it matches the music, though. Hmm. I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be a duck. So I shake my shake butt. My butt. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, there's missing a syllable, I feel like. I like it. I mean, it it's the soundtrack to your life. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's mean. What's the soundtrack to your life? Why is it me? You tell me. Because it's silly and goofy and like it's like my life theme song is the Benny Hill soundtrack or the Benny Hill song. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Eminem. Is yours the Curb Your Enthusiasm? I wouldn't mind that. Oh my god, yours is the yours is actually the intro to uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the bare naked ladies, right? I I do know, so it's a okay. It's a double did I purpose. tell you, Did I tell you about the first time I watched the Big Bang Theory? I was on a plane. 
No. Okay. So the first time I ever watched The Big Bang Theory, I was on a plane. And I remember the I loved the theme song. <laughs> and so I would try because they would play the episode like every 20 minutes or whatever, you know, 25 minutes. So I would try to go listen to the song and then like maybe or maybe I wouldn't watch the episode, but I would try to catch the song every 25 minutes. <laughs> you know, at that point, I'm pretty sure Shazam was a thing. I was on a plane. I didn't have a phone. But you watched multiple episodes of the Big Bang Theory on the plane. Just so I could listen to the theme song. Yeah. Mm. It's a good excuse. Convenient, even. No, I'm telling you, I didn't even watch the episode sometimes. I just wanted to listen to the theme song. They built the pyramids. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I remember. Is that all okay. you know? Uh, allow me to find where we oh soundtrack to my life there we go yeah so the theme is a song that means something to you basically is really the way I took it yeah which like I feel like some people got not stuck because obviously who doesn't like rock but some people got more pigeonholed into rock night and then other people just got to pick like (laughs) what just as long as it's a song that has impacted your life but it's so open ended I mean I guess Maybe it's leaning towards like it's supposed to be more emotional, but it's really open ended compared to rock. Well, that's the thing. And that's why this was the more polarizing episode for me, because despite the fact that no one was, quote, screwed by song choice because of the theme, I feel like up until this point, there was one performer amongst these three that had the way more life story fleshed out and emotions behind their life story of the three. And that was the donut. So this mm-hmm. theme greatly, greatly benefited the donut. I felt like. I would agree with that. I still think though, that you can, you can still make it your own. So I don't think it was as necessarily biased as you think i'm actually thinking more comparing like group b versus group c not necessarily comparing within group c but i definitely see where you're coming from i'm not saying that it was like biased or anything but for me i just feel like i still couldn't tell you really what the like i feel like we got the candelabra's clue package Mm -hmm. and they talked about choosing to walk away from someone that was not good for their life and that was a hard decision to make but Mm -hmm. I feel like coming into the season or coming into this episode, we already knew the donut story is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. So what did you think of the Candelabra performing I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige? Well, I love this song. And I think that this was such a strong performance. I really love her voice. The... The funny part actually about this, it was not so much the vocal. Like, I don't take any umbrage with the vocals. I thought this was a great song for her to show off what she's got. For me, I don't know. I was kind of distracted a little bit by the chair burlesque dancers. And also because they had the men in black back there, too. <laughs> I kind of wish the dancers weren't there, but they were sort of funny to watch. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good healthy mix of everybody. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that that is your opinion. Wow. <laughs> I mean, again, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm being ticky tacky, right, about this, and ticky I did tacky. think that the concept of the chair burlesque dancers was fun. I just don't know if I would necessarily put it here per mm-hmm. se. Although maybe I don't know. I'm not familiar with that music video. Maybe it's something from the music video that I'm this just was, not aware of. I'm not sure, but this was the one performance where I actively 
was enthralled by the background and the motif and everything. And I was really into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was this your favorite song of the night? Oh, dude, no. I mean, of of this episode, you mean? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Actually, you had a good time. No, it was my second favorite. It was your second favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was good. Good start to the episode. Good performance. I felt Mm -hmm. very solid about Candelabra. At this point, I thought Candelabra is going to smoke these two. So Candelabra is going to make it easy done. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the clue that was given, first of all, it's soundtrack to my life. So therefore, of course, the clue is going to be a mixtape. Right. Yes, it was a mixtape. But the mixtape actually, I at first I thought the mixtape was part of the clue. Like maybe we're going to get a CD and a whatever, but no, the mixtape actually not part of the clue. The clue was party jams, which is what was written on the clue. And then the verbal part of that was that apparently the candelabra was at an industry party with Nicole, which as the judges talk about, and I a hundred percent agree with that pretty much gives us F all <laughs> like that doesn't help at all. The only thing is, is like, I great. She's a singer. Probably. <laughs> She's hung out. <laughs> right. Like she was at a party with the an industry party with Nicole. No. Yeah. Um, but this is where we do see Nicole guest Keisha Cole, which mm-hmm. I felt like, all right, this is not great because you have been guest. Although I would say that if you really do think it's Macy Gray on Sea Queen, Sea Queen didn't get unmasked. So maybe that theory's out the window now. Guess her. And two people guess her. Like not just like, oh, mm-hmm. here's my like tertiary guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess once Genuine is also guest and Sebastian, Bob, like literally everyone in that group was guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. You can't you can't eliminate all three. So then the next performer we have here is the Anteater. OK. Yeah. And the Anteater's clue, basically the biggest part of the clue was the fact that the Anteater is a lefty. Yep. I think, yeah, right, because it was all about the story of they learned guitar at five years old, and that's really difficult for a lefty because his right-handed guitar. I think there were a few other visual clues, the kiss mark on the record, and then a plant. I have plant growing, parentheses, four-leaf clover in a question mark. (laughs) So (laughs) there was some type of green thing that grew, and I think I maybe thought it was a four-leaf clover. Yeah, the I don't know much about celebrities hand orientation of left or right. So I would have never gotten this with this clue. Well, again, to me, it's one of those things that is helpful for confirming when you already feel strongly about the guest. And that's sort of how I felt because I had theorized that this was John Oates in particular because of the Live Aid clue that we had gotten previously. So for me, this was just a oh yeah okay he's left-handed great check <laughs> move on <laughs> yeah so then what did you think of the anteaters performance doing this uh johnny b good song okay th- no, okay not not necessarily to johnny b good that he wanted he needed the chair burlesque backup dancers but i was like you want i i want dancers for your performance like i thought it was fun but it was just him on the stage i wanted more of the razzle dazzle because i think that his the the performance was really strong but it's not this song isn't necessarily a oh this is emotional like all eyes on me kind of focus moment in the same way that we get with um the donut to a certain extent even though he had the the band in the background but we'll get there 
So for this, I felt while he did a great job singing, you can really like, I love the raspiness in his voice. I thought that was really great. I just wanted a little bit more of the razzle dazzle. That would have been my only, again, my, my ticky tacky critique for, for the anteater here. Yeah, I felt like this was a good performance, but I did write on my notes, not as good as it needs to be at this stage of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't feel like the anteater was going to make it out of here mm, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I had kind of been feeling that anyway. Uh, but also, you know what? Look, the Tiki I had maybe placed in in the third place slot and had he made it up to the second place slot. But here, once I saw the anteater's performance, especially after Candelabras, and I knew that Donut was going to be super solid... I slotted the anteater probably in our, our first unmasking. Yeah, I also had the anteater in the same spot as well. So sad for the anteater, but ultimately you made it this far and you were fun. Yeah, and did a great job. Mm -hmm. And you get the distinct uh, notion of being the only person that none of the judges guessed correctly when you got unmasked. I know, right? Yeah, that was very interesting um, that they didn't end up narrowing down on John Oates again, especially with the live aid clue. I felt like that was such a, a bonus here. But the the extra clue that we got for the anteater, deep thoughts, had the greatest conversations talking to Jenny, I believe was the clue, which is similar. It was funny. Jenny was like, I've talked to so many celebrities. Like that He's doesn't like, really who help I interviewed. Yeah. It. Oh, everybody. Yeah. It doesn't really help uh to narrow it down. But yeah, I think we got a variety of I think we got what Paul Stanley from Kiss, Jackson Brown, Steve Van Zan. I think I don't, yeah. I don't remember who the other guesses were. No, but, those yeah. were the three we got here. And then in the final guesses, um, we did have an additional one, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. And then, Liana, it's time for the donut. So the donut, like we've said, they have talked about their loss like pretty early on in the season. So you kind of knew where they were going to go with their with their um, song choice here. They have, first of all, they've sang with Ray Char Charles before. They do pick a great a Ray Charles song here as well, George on My Mind. And this was my favorite performance of the night, easily. This, the, so his, his main performance. Yes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I, okay. Look, let's call a spade a spade. I'm creeped out by this costume. I was creeped out by it when we did the draft and I'm still creeped out by it now. Wow. This was the closest I came to forgetting how creepy the donuts costume was like this performance. Just, I thought it was the, I, I, I agree with you. This was also, I wrote down my bet. What I thought that the best performance of the night was he has such a, I don't know how to describe it. Like a classic voice. Just when you, when I listen to, to older music, uh, it just it's such a, a strong, solid tone. And I I was real I was really impressed. This was really good. It's still a creepy costume, but for a brief moment, I was totally on board with the donut. So just to clarify, is it a creepy costume? I don't know if I said this yet, but the donut costume is really creepy. <laughs> to me personally just no slander <laughs> please don't sue me but it's like eating itself and it's like crying it's i'm sorry it's so creepy and like it's such an emotional story for him right like his story is all about how he lost his wife and like he's doing it for his wife and 
it's so like so emotional and especially this song in the spotlight on him even though he did have the backup dancers he had the freaking choir for god's sakes like the all of the stops were pulled out for the donut it felt like and it's still so creepy (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you this i don't think the donut's that bad of a costume okay well maybe i have a more active imagination Mm, I wouldn't. That's a very f- positive way to spin it. Yeah, it's creepy. I think you are trying to claim that you're trying to double down that you don't care for this costume when inside you are seething that you let me end up with the donut. You are Is upset. That your, your analysis, your psychoanalysis of me. Yeah. Okay, because well. we're at the final four and I have three of them. Three goodies. <laughs> All right. Well, give me a Rorschach test. Let's see what it comes out as. What does that mean? It's like a, have you ever seen the concept of a Rorschach test? It's like a ink blot. No, image. I've heard everyone then- talk about it on like podcasts and stuff, but I always pretend I know, but I have no idea what it means. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a projective psychological test where you analyze these ink blots and then based on how you interpret them supposedly it tells you something i don't know we should ask jennifer if it's actually legit okay so it's got nothing to do with lions in a in a dwelling no like a roar shack yeah it's not that no it's not that okay so it's not like a schrodinger's cat where like this is a line in a box type situation. <laughs> no, okay. there's no line in a box. There's no ink blots in a box. <laughs> okay. Well, we do see the clue for the donut is poker night. And mm-hmm. this mixtape was on repeat with your dad, essentially to Robin, essentially saying, I played a lot of poker with your dad. Yeah. Right. So yep. we had two guesses that I wrote down here. Robin goes with Tom Jones, which is what you have said before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jenny said, John Schneider. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I, uh, I don't know at this point. Because remember, so, we did the deep dive into John Schneider, right? Last. Yeah. So what's funny ago? is I'm the one who had said John Schneider. Mm-hmm. And you were the one who had said Tom Jones. And these two guesses came up here. I see. So I'm the Robin. Oh, can I? I'm going to do the pony dance. You can't see me, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I can picture it. Um, yeah, I'm I feel sitting like down. I didn't want to get up. So I feel like John Schneider makes a lot of sense here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember we, when we went through the clue package, it felt like a lot of things fit. So I to me, it's really a toss up. I liked Robin's guess of Tom Jones, but I don't think that yours and Jenny, the Jenny who said that was a bad guess. Yeah, I'm. I want to see if Ray Charles is on this wiki page somewhere. Mm, right, because he did sing a duet, and that's a pretty specific clue. Yeah. Okay, it's not on the wiki. So. All right. Interesting. Oof. Oof. Anyway, so ultimately, we do end up getting the ant eater out. The ant eater ends up being John Oates of Holland Oates. Good yes. times. Yes. And by the way, so I don't know if this is because of the mass singer and me Googling a lot of stuff. It is, about it is him. not because I he, they went they were in the news recently. 
Okay, yeah, because I kept getting a bunch of suggested articles about how apparently he got sued by Hall of Hall and Oates, Daryl mm-hmm. Hall, who like filed a lawsuit and got a restraining order and attempt to stop him from some business thing. I don't know, but there's some like really intense drama, and I'm really hoping that someone makes like a Wikipedia or a Wikipedia, a YouTube, you know, one of those YouTube videos where people talk about stuff. What are those called? Video like essays? Com- like a commentary video? Yeah, like a commentary video essay about this. Because I'm sure there's some really exciting drama here. I'm just not familiar with it. Hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's over. We can move on. <laughs> we can move on. Are you sure yeah. about that? Yeah. I mean, if anybody has any... Oh, by the way, we need to do a big shout out. Thank you to everyone who reached out to us on social media or otherwise. We got so so many puns. Yeah, it was actually really awesome. Yeah, it warms my little sad, creeped out donut heart. It yeah, and the thing is, we've not done a pod in what two weeks now, so we've been still continuously getting them, and it has just been such a pleasant surprise to know how many of you are still listening and are hanging in there with us week in week out that uh, you're listening to our nonsense. So thank you so much. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Co-signed. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> love you. Ditto. Well, speaking of people you love, uh, Hunter Hayes comes out to perform. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wanted. Yes. So, yes. Hunter Hayes, the astronaut. Is that what he was? The moon man? The astronaut, yes. The astronaut, astronaut boy. Yeah, Wanted is the song that I, I think a lot of people know best from him. So that makes sense that that was, uh, was going to be his song. I I think he did fine. On his own song? Yeah. That's so rude. <laughs> Why? I don't come into your lab and say you're doing okay when you're cleaning the beakers. <laughs> oh, actually our... Uh... What's the thing called? Our dishwasher is down, so I actually can't wash the beakers right now. Uh, do you, are they single use at the moment? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, we autoclave them, so we wash them and then autoclave them, and then they're pretty What's much. What's an autoclave? Is that like the the software that architects use? Yeah. Like AutoCAD. No. No, it's uh, it's essentially this big machine that gets to a really high temperature that kills any type of bad baddie things so it makes oh, like it really a steam clean. like a steamer yeah sort of yeah you steam clean them mm-hmm. so why do you, you call it really clean them and you can't put certain things in there otherwise they'll melt like you can only put an autoclavable can you hard boil an egg in there you know i don't know what would happen if you put an egg in there i think it would probably explode the egg would or the machine would no the egg <laughs> I think the machine, the machines are like these massive. Thing. Yeah, the, the machine is going to be fine. I think the egg is the one that will. Uh, okay. Well, that makes maybe sense. I'll te- oh man, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. But yeah, maybe, maybe you that. don't do that. Maybe we okay. job security. Maybe my important. last week. Maybe my last week. I'll throw an egg in there and see what happens, and then just like YOLO, <laughs> I'm out. I think we know what'll happen, and I think you shouldn't do it to find I out. I don't know. Now I really want to know what happens. If we YouTube it, I bet someone's already done this before. Yeah, I'm already Googling. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay. So then we got the Battle Royale. Hunter Hayes' song Wanted is going to go on. The Donut goes first and kills it. Then the Candelabra goes on next. And I thought 
killed it as well. Dare I say, even did it better. But this is where I'm telling you, doing this song as the choice for the Battle Royale, the Donut was never not going to win this, mm. in my opinion. Because I thought Candelabra did better at the, uh, at the um, Battle Royale. Not that the Donut didn't do well. Donut still did well. But mm-hmm. I still felt Candelabra was better. I disagree with you. I think that the donut did better. I think that he again, I, I agree with you that this is probably a good song for him. My the thing with the donut versus the candelabra, I felt like the donut had a little bit more power behind his voice when doing the song versus the candelabra. Hers was a little bit softer. So I I actually think that this was probably the correct decision. As sad as I was about it, and I'm happy that you were thinking that the candelabra should have moved on because that would have been helpful for me personally, but I I wasn't super surprised when the donut got chosen as the winner. You weren't super surprised? I was not super surprised. I think the combination of the final song and then the SmackDown or Battle mm-hmm. Royale, whatever, I thought it was really good. And I definitely think that he was going to go to the finals. Yeah, I feel like I didn't see the donut making it to the finals. And then this week, from the minute the theme was put out, I thought, okay, there's a very specific way I could see the donut making it there. And then the donut did make it there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how that happened? Why? Did I say something weird? No, it was just funny. You were like, yeah, there's a way that the donut could have made it. And then the donut made it. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to belabor the point of like the theme and then. The battle oh, royale sure, 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 song sure, sure. also being about like all the yeah all the factors that yeah because again the, mm-hmm. in no world am I insinuating the donut doesn't have good vocals the donut has great vocals for sure but yeah. I still feel like if this, if this was another theme night I think the counter gets it mm-hmm. really is how mm-hmm. I feel right I I do agree with that that I think it was probably a pretty close like ultimately it was a close battle mm-hmm. and then I think here I just sort of eked out the donut eked out the the candelabra and there you have it liana we have our final four going into the finals next week two hour finale oh lord uh we've got the gazelle the cow the um sea queen and the donut yes all right so now we can sort of talk about knowing our final three four three four so my opinion is that I think that the cow will do well, and I really think that they like the donut quite a bit. So to me, I actually kind of think that it's between those two. The cow and the donut? Correct. That's fun, because the cow was the first draft pick, and the donut was the last draft pick. Wait, really? Yeah, if did I I think no, I, I think I picked Gazelle first. Oh, you picked first? Well, you picked poorly twice. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Listen, I just thought we we're gonna be honest with each other. I'm just being honest just being with you. Honest with you. Uh-huh. Isn't that well, your name? Leonist? Leonist. You can call me Leonist, and I've definitely never fudged my resume. Is that a reference? <laughs> Yeah, were we? Were, did we talk about that on this podcast or another different podcast? Did we talk about our resumes, padding our resumes? Yeah. Oh, it's a callback. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I think we need. Listen, I'm. I'm. I've had a long day. Uh, yeah, I'm losing it, and I got to record another podcast after this. So, any other final thoughts, Booya? 
Uh, final thoughts is I can't wait for us to reunite next week. The crown yes. needs the victor oh. of the draft. <laughs> and then yeah. you have to come, you have to give me five compliments as the champion. So think of your what? compliments for next week. And then you they can, have to be genuine. Yeah, they have to be authentically fact checkable. Fact checkable. But how can you fact check a feeling? I can tell. Okay. You're like, ooh, your strength is so good. I'm like, I don't think I got strength. That's a lie. <laughs> Try again. But if you're like, okay. you are hilarious, but like, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. You I'll can't use hilarious now, just so you know. Like, Why? That's it was, mean. You can't use the example. Um, but yeah, Liana, this was fun. This has been a fun season. Wild, again, wild season. It really feels both a combination of we literally started last week and also it's been going on for six months. So I don't have a middle point on how I feel about this season. Mm-hmm. Both things can be true in that it feels very quick and also very long all at the same time. I I think I had a fun time, if I remember correctly. I remember <laughs> being excited about recording most episodes. So that's kind of how... I, maybe I should keep a mood journal for this, for recording Mass Singer podcasts. Well, I have a fun time every time I get a chance to talk to you. Oh, that's nice. And it's I'm my stealing truth. that as a compliment. That's that mine. Is not, I'm taking that. You cannot stop. I call it. Stop it's- biting my shit. Okay. This is find your own compliments. That's hard. You know how hard it is <laughs> to like give you my heart's feelings and then you slap a me too at the end and you're like, yeah, same. Same. But ditto. <laughs> like, I'll never know what you really feel. <sighs> All right. And on that note, Liana, let the people know where can they find you? What are these other podcasts you're ditching me to go record and where oh, can they yes. find them? So. I am about to go hop off and record the Lego Masters finale, which I'm super excited about. So Marisa and I are going to finalize everything with Lego Masters. We're talking about the winner. No spoilers here. And then, of course, the B&B is going to be back this week at some point to talk about Survivor, the penultimate episode. Ah, yes, the B&B that talks about Survivor, penultimate episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you can find her on Twitter at LianaRHAP. There you go. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Puya. You can find me on Twitch, Twitch TV slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. So come through, check it out. Always do appreciate it. As far, oh my God, there are so many sirens out at seven at night for some reason. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I felt, I felt, I lost my. Oh, okay, yeah. So the Traders Canada is done as of last week. But if you were catching up with that, that is all there. The exit interviews are all there. We actually got an announcement today that Traders US has a release schedule now for January as does Traders UK. So next month, Traders is going to be very busy. But for right now, 90 Day Fiance is the name of the game. And Liana and I actually, Liana was my guest and we caught up on all things 90 Day Fiance season 10. So you can check that out as well. And if you're watching the Reindeer Games, I talked about the premiere episode over on RHAP. You can check that out as well. Thank you so much to everybody who once again listened to the entire podcast. We do appreciate it. Second, left us your lovely puns on social media. We do thank you for that. And third, who've been watching the show along with us for these many, many years. I know that sometimes the show is kind of eh, but the energy is always good when we are all in it together. We'll be back next week to crown a victor for season 10 of The Masked Singer and for season 10 of this draft. We hope you all had fun with us. Well, I'm asking you then. Take care. 
Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safe. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safe. Oh.